The Octarine Tree, a podcast exploring the meaning of ecology, spirit, and human relationship. From Southwestern Australia, I'm your host, Byron Joel. Greetings. Welcome back to the Octarine Tree podcast. It's been a little while. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas break celebrating the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I've never done this before, but um, this episode I am using as a soapbox to just rant as I see fit for a little while because I am increasingly concerned that people aren't recognizing certain concerns and even if they are, they're not vocalizing or acting upon them due to, I guess, a fear. A fear of many things, a fear of looking stupid, being outcast, a fear of ostracism, a fear of retribution from authority figures, quote unquote, and just fear of admitting what they're seeing. Some aren't seeing it, and shit, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's time we have a good talk about the negative potentials for authoritarian overreach in the age of supposed crises, pandemics. I'm not so surprised that authorities are attempting to crack down on dissent during a politically destabled and tumultuous period. That's what happens. It always happens. What does concern and indeed surprise me is the successful conflation with more than a little help from an extremely robust social engineering campaign of concepts such as sovereignty, rights of the individual, due process, the right to assemble, limited transparent government and freedom of speech with right-wing authoritarianism and extremism. I mean, let that sink in. Look around. We have seen in many, many people's minds a successful conflation of concepts such as sovereignty, rights of the individual, due process, the right to assemble, limited transparent government, freedom of speech, and more, with right-wing authoritarianism and extremism. Just let that stew for a little bit and then perhaps go and do a little further reading on the phenomena of psychological projection. I mean, we're finding ourselves now in a political landscape where the things I say in this episode can get me deplatformed. So in the name of clarity, let me refine what I'm trying to say so that it can't be conflated with some form of extremism. So. In regards to the pathogen and it's being used to construct a narrative to justify certain novel and acute control measures and the quashing of any questioning of that narrative, I hold these four potentials in mind at the same time. One, the pathogen is potentially dangerous. Two, the economic fallout is potentially dangerous. Three, the broad-scale mental health fallout is potentially dangerous. And four, the overreach of government force is potentially dangerous. And I submit that none of them are mutually exclusive and that all deserve our consideration. My main concern is that virtually all self-described authorities, whether government, health, media, etc., focus on the first, give lip service to the second and third, 
while the fourth, however, is continually painted as paranoid, conspiratorial, and reckless. It is not. So while all four deserve serious attention, the fourth is frequently dismissed. It's obviously not the only or arguably even the most pressing issue. I'm simply submitting that for us to best deal with the situation, it's necessary to recognize, honor, and manage all four, and more potentially. But only one of them is being dismissed to the point of gaslighting. To me, it seems that the majority of the hoi polloi also hold the first as most important, which is expected if not desirable. To me, it seems clear that those agencies and people who are vocal and active in prioritizing the first seem demonstrably louder and more forceful than those raising their concerns about the fourth. Personally, I'm fine with being one of the relatively few who are raising attention to the fourth. Again, not because it's necessarily any more important, but because I'm increasingly concerned that it's being dismissed far too readily. And besides, it is the very mission of the paranoid prophet to be so effectively loud and clear as to eventually help prove themselves incorrect. In response to the pathogen, we've seen closed borders, police checks, curfews, work permits, house arrests, drone surveillance, chopper patrols, allocated shopping times, expanded government access to homes and data, limited attendees at funerals and weddings, a decimated economy, movement banned beyond five kilometers from home, military patrols, indefinite restrictions, widespread and heavily biased censorship, vaccine passports, the attempt to criminalize protest, and the arresting of people for encouraging protest under quote-unquote inciting illegal activity. And in the case of the West Australian government very recently, the banning of dancing. And the one particular action that constitutes the gravest of ethical compromises, in my opinion, the mandating of invasive medical procedures. That should get your alarm bells ringing. And I fear that it's only going to become more severe, at least in the short to midterm. And we've been through similar before. 9-11 was used to justify a restriction of individual rights invasion of sovereign nations, which is not only illegal and unethical, but also ultimately proved to be based upon a lie with the weapons of mass destruction. A significant expansion of the surveillance state that not only regrettably did become a new normal, but also stripped the people of the very freedoms that we were told that the enemies of the war on terror, quote unquote, so hated the West for. Curious too how the war on terror seems to have all but evaporated from the media agenda. However, short-term restrictive actions are arguably necessary and prudent, and I personally support erring on the side of caution, but only if we can ensure government transparency and an adherence to the checks and balances that are built into the Australian constitutional law to ensure a limit to government overreach. Even in the US, we've seen countless breaches of constitutional law from the government, citing COVID as reason. There in the US, where unlike Australia, they have a Bill of Rights, and the constitution is literally based upon ensuring the limits of government, and where their culture is far more conscious and actively engaged with such topics, we've still seen gross, nonsensical double standards in the way government has actively enforced countless forms of social gathering while sanctioning others. Unfortunately, history shows us time and time again that government has not just a potential, but a proclivity to foster its own expansion and move toward tyranny. 
If you don't know this yet, then I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but that's due to a dangerous and regrettably widespread historical ignorance and naivety. If a right can be removed by government for any reason, then it's not a right at all, but a privilege. So in summary, I'm all for being proactive and erring on the side of caution, but we must maintain a strong scrutiny on the authorities. Increasingly, I observe a concerning attempt to frame this position as radical, extreme, paranoid, or dangerous. It is not. Let me repeat that. If a right can be removed by government for any reason, then it's not a right at all, but a privilege. I'm all for being proactive and erring on the side of caution, but we must maintain a strong scrutiny on the authorities. Increasingly, I observe a concerning attempt to frame this position as radical, extreme, paranoid, or dangerous. It is not. It is an absolutely necessary part of the discussion, one that everyone should be grateful that at least some people are refusing to let be smothered. So please, I urge you to not let your naivety be weaponized and used against you. We're living in very, very curious times right now. And I'm wary of sounding like chicken lit, chicken what's his face, chicken licking, screaming that the sky is falling in. I'm just urging people to hone their capacities, their faculties of discernment, and to meditate deeply on first principle topics like that of authority and where it is and is not legitimate. Because things are getting slippery and they're only gonna get slipperier for the short to medium term, in my opinion. So we all recognize, right, that the legitimacy of authority comes from one place only. In terms of the legitimacy of one individual or a collective's right to govern another. And that is not some divine right of kings. It is not whether or not you have a majority. It is not whether or not you have the most guns or goons and thugs. It is not tradition. It is not because some other person has stamped some form in triplicate and waved a wand and tapped you on the shoulder with a sword and given you a badge or a powdered wig or a special tie. None of those things. It comes from one place only and that is from the consent of those being governed. Everything else is illegitimate until proven otherwise. And where any exceptions to that have been thoroughly established within the greater discussion on natural law. But of course, you're all thoroughly conversant in that subject, I'm sure, given how important it is. And we all know that left to its own devices, governmental bodies, even if due only to self-organizing dynamics of those kind of entities and agencies, err towards self-expansion and a greater centralizing and accumulation of power. Now that's what they do. That's what they do. In rivalrous game theoretic dynamics, that's just what they do whether capitalist, communist, or otherwise. And we shouldn't be so naive as to expect them to behave otherwise. <laughs> power seeks to beget power, and it does a pretty damn good job of it. That leaves we the people, us, the hoi polloi, the proletariat, the great unwashed, to govern them. We gotta keep an eye on them. That's our role. 
for the time being anyway. Especially during a crisis because, you know, the old axiom, never let a good crisis go to waste, order out of chaos, all of that kind of thing. We are at least four generations deep into a culture that has been largely insulated from reality. What someone called the unforgiving. We just don't know what reality is anymore. We've been way too sheltered from it. I have a fairly strong suspicion that it's gonna give us a good hard whack on the back of the head sooner than later. So it's our job in the meantime to uh, get as smart as possible, as quick as possible. We need to get over our naivety really, really quickly. We're at an undeniable crossroads and someone once said, if you do not have a plan, then you will swiftly become part of someone else's. We need to proactively create our preferred future right now because if we acquiesce to the current trajectory, we're very likely gonna find ourselves in extremely regrettable situations. However, we also have just as much opportunity to actively and consciously co-create something absolutely remarkable and incredible, the likes of which most of us can only barely imagine. Thanks for indulging my unsolicited rant. Whoa team, we can do this. Hooray for everything. <laughs> See you on the other side.